listening to I Hate That Rich Podcast. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, man. Hope you guys had a great Labor Day weekend. I know I did. It was cool. Also, before I forget, I want to shout out my dad's church, Lighthouse Church. I had my first speaking engagement, my first speaking gig. <laughs> it was cool. Um, I spoke with the students at the church. It was a couple of them and even uh, some of the their parents and some of the elder people at the church. We were, um, <clears throat> we have a campaign going on over there. I got them to uh, write down their six-month goal. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to try to be back there in six months and we're gonna you know see the progress so we just talked about how you know we want to reach our goals we got to be deliberate in our actions so i'm going to be working towards being more deliberate in my actions to reach my goals and hopefully the kids um who wrote down their goals the academic goals for the next six months they're going to be more deliberate in their actions and we're going to push them and i'll see their progress and it was cool um it was kind of different and for me, one of my goals is was actually um, public speaking. My actually my goal for the next year or so is just to stretch myself, to just do difficult things. Promoting this is difficult, you know. I'm used to supporting people, but just promoting myself and promoting my own projects is kind of difficult, just because you know you're putting yourself out there, and um. So that's one of my goals. It's something I've been stretching myself. I actually. This weekend went to a networking event. It was kind of hard for me because I'm not used to promoting myself. And, you know, if it was speaking to a large crowd, I, I could do it. But speaking to just a table full of people about my project is kind of like, ah, I don't know. But um, I'm just dedicating myself to doing difficult things and stretching myself. And um, it's been fun. This show has been fun. The feedback has been fun. Um... Actually, I want to start, you know, pushing myself better with this show. So the episodes you're going to see, is are going to be a little more longer form. I'm going to be asking more questions. The, the, the quality of the guests are going to get better. Um, i got a lot of things lined up over the next couple of weeks. should be fun. Um, today, I have a cool guest. She's a doula. Um, she's also training to be a midwife. Um, what is a doula? You'll, you'll get into that. Uh, in the episode, um, just it's a cool guest, Yasmin Teresa Garcia. Um, I reached out to her via social media just because um, a lot of the work that she's been doing, I think it was kind of cool. Just her spiritual journey and her spiritual work and helping um, you know, mothers, you know, have that that spiritual. It's a different a different form of. of Assist a non-medical way of assisting it in uh, childbirth and pregnancy. Um, she also created an app. I can't pronounce it the right way, so I don't want to mess it up. So I'll let her pronounce it. But she created an app. Um, it's launching by the end of the month, which is fun. So um, I'm good. Actually, going to be going to the launch event at the end of the month. So that should be fun. And I hope you guys check out the app. Check out her information. Um, definitely, definitely look her up. It's a lot of interesting things, a lot of cool topics. Um, I'm losing my voice. Yes, because I've, I've been so excited. I've been doing a lot of interviews. I've been talking to people. I've been pushing, 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 trying to get this show to the next level. And, um, I think we're getting there very, very soon. We're getting there. Um, I'm just growing surely, but sh- 
slowly but surely. I'm so excited. I'm not speaking correctly, but we've been growing slowly but surely, and um, we're gonna be moving. So check out my interview with Yasmin Teresa Garcia. Definitely, definitely a lot of fun. Her cool energy. Um, very, very open. Very, very uh, you know, honest and direct. About a lot of things, not just uh, the pregnancy and um, the midwife stuff, but just I got some tips about, uh, you know, being more in tuned spiritually, um, you know, how to spiritually uh, uh, discern relationships. So it's a lot of cool things. So check out my interview with Yasmin Teresa Garcia. All right, everyone, I have here Yasmin Teresa Garcia. Um, if you guys haven't heard of her, you will. Soon, thank you so much, Ms. Garcia, for your time. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, well, um, I came across you. I see a lot of your work. You're, uh, you're doing a lot of spiritual work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a doula. Um, I think I think you said you're in training to be a midwife. I believe I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, how how did you get started with with, with with that spiritual journey before even being a doula and I see also you're a vegan. Like what started you with that spiritual journey? Um, well, I'm a Libra to say the least. So I definitely okay. am always looking for a way to better myself and just improve my way of life and make sure I'm actually living my purpose and my truth. Cause if not, then I will be dying inside. And that goes for each and every one of us. If we're not living in our truth, we're essentially dying inside and that's a terrible way to live so for me it started when I was young I was very into health and and sports I played sports my whole life and I was always yeah I was always inquisitive about my body as a female and I wondered why we never really celebrated ourselves as women when we do so much amazing things so I just became curious about everything about how my body worked and what I could do to improve it Definitely, definitely. So I guess it's a lifelong journey, I believe, right? Yeah, I know, totally. To to improve yourself, your health, and your mental health, it it's never-ending. I mean, we never stop learning for ourselves, so that definitely is something that we would always continue to have to work on. Of course. So I, I guess I can understand, you know, being a vegan and, of course, wanting to better yourself. So what made you want to you know, get involved in assisting women and, and with childbirth and, and your whole work with being a doula. Can you, before you go into that, can you just explain what a doula does? I'm sorry. Can yeah, you just explain no, what a doula does? Yeah, so a birth doula is an ancient practice um, that essentially comes from our, our people back in ancient Kemet. And the word doula means a woman who serves and is now used to refer a trained an experienced professional who provides continuous physical, emotional, and informational support to the mother before, during, and just after birth, or someone who provides emotional and practical support during the postpartum period to a mom who just gave birth. So essentially, it pretty much is to bring it down, like, to hood terms. <laughs> Not that anybody <laughs> might need it, but let's be yeah. realistic. A, a lot of people need this service, and we don't know that it's out there, or we think that it's out of our reach. So of being course. a doula really is um, kind of like being a sister to a mother who is pregnant and needs support, whether that is learning what's happening in her body or actually being there while we 
do both. We actually are there while the mom is giving birth and after when she's home and she's recovering and really just being an extra person that's supporting her emotionally, spiritually, and physically. You know, we don't ever take the spot of a mom that's helping her daughter give birth, or we don't take uh, the spot of a a husband or partner. We don't do that. We just come in and and really provide extra support with no judgment to whatever the mom wants and needs. Of course, I'm sure the husbands love it because of the hormonal changes that the, the women go through, so they need that extra support also. Yeah, a lot of times the men are a little bit, you, you'll find this interesting, the men are actually a little bit skeptical because as much really? as men don't say it, yeah, as much as men don't say it because they don't really understand what we do, they think that we're just coming in to take over their position. But okay. in the contrary, we actually empower the men on how to um, really be there for mom, and we empower the partner, whether that is somebody's sister because maybe the girl's single or something. We empower the partner to just come in and know how to be there for mom because the pregnant woman, let's say, while she's in birth, um, during birth, she might not know how to express her wants and needs and doesn't want to really offend sure. anybody. So we just come in there. We're like, we're the liaison. We're the la- the, the organizers, and we tell the husband, like, this is how you're going to take care of her right now because this is what she needs. She don't need you to be, you know, clowning <laughs> around or ignoring yeah. her. She needs you in this way, and, you know, for every mom is different. So what we need to do a lot more is, in, like, instruct men and educate them on how we're coming in and what we're actually providing for the family entirely, not just for the mom because essentially Definitely. we help him too, right? Sure. Of course. So what what got you started? I know you said you were exploring yourself and you was getting deeper into spirituality. So what made you go into that? What made you interested in, in childbirth? Yo, it was crazy. I think the moment I got my period, I was interested. I was like a 12-year-old <laughs> who just wanted to know it all. And, you know, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I was so into science, but I grew up in the hood. I grew up in East New York and Everything okay. was, like, totally, like, you're not going to make it. You don't even know anybody who's a doctor. Nobody in your family is in the medical field. Of course. You know, you're just going to get a job and live, right? But that's and, of not course, they don't have any doulas in, in, in uh, East New York. East There's New no York. doulas out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, like, three that I can think of, and I'm exaggerating. I'm one of them. <laughs> so, no, definitely, even, like, sex ed in our school growing up, honestly, it didn't even exist. I remember having a clinic in my high school, but I was the one in the clinic, like, every month, like, yo, this is happening. You know, I actually wanted to learn from the, from the doctors that were there, and I was yeah. just always inquisitive. But um, the moment I got my period, I just became super, like, interested on in learning what was happening to my body and telling my friends about it. Like, so did you get your period? Did, you know, my sisters, like, what's going on <laughs> in your body? Because in our culture, you know, I'm, Afro, I'm Afro-Dominican, so in okay. our culture, we don't talk about stuff like that. We don't talk about no, not at all. Health, right? You don't yeah. tell, nobody sits down with a guy and tells him what's his, his semen versus what's his sperm. Like, you, don't, you no. wouldn't even know it's two different things. No, so, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So these are things that if you teach a young adult, um, both a female or a male, you would empower them to have a little bit more understanding in their body, and maybe that could prevent a lot of, you know, unnecessary things that they weren't planning, like having babies so young. If you know how your body works, if you know how your period works, ovulation, 
if a guy knows that about a girl in high school, um, you know, these things will kind of would really be a benefit for us as a community. Not to prevent birth, no, but to know that you have the power to plan your life a little bit better if you wanted to. Of course, of course. So you just... So you just, as as you grew older, you just started delving more and more into it, and you just got more involved. I did. I just, I just did so much more research, and I initially knew that I wanted to become a midwife. I knew I wanted to be a doctor, and I was like, midwife is definitely going to be the thing that I end up doing because I loved working with babies. So when I was in junior high school, like two of my friends had gotten pregnant, and wow. I was like twelve years old wow. in high school, and these girls were pregnant, and I am. You know, the teachers, I saw how everybody treated them. So I took initiative and was there for them, supported them, did research for them, and I would, like, come to school, like, did you know about this? Did you know you have to make this decision? It was the weirdest thing. But I was so interested and fascinated by it. And when I was in high school, my oldest sister got pregnant. She was pretty young. She was, like, 20, 21. She got pregnant, and I was 16 at the time. So I realized that she wasn't getting a lot of information from her provider either, and she had opted to get a C-section and all these things. And I was like, well, why? You know, let me do some yeah. research on what, what's the deal, like what options you have. And it kind of really stems from there, like just how good I actually, you know, did with providing these females with information. I said I could do this for a living. And that also came with being obsessed with the TV shows, like the Ghost <laughs> Story on TLC and the ER shows. So I did yeah. research on is it possible, what are the, how can I become a midwife, and then I came across being a doula. And I was like, shit, people do this? Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. But yeah, you can curse, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, so I found out that people did this for a living, that people were doulas. Initially in our culture, we did this because we did it for the women in our families and we did it for the women in our community. And we were very censored when it came to um, women issues as a community, as black people. We have always been there for each other. We've always been unified because we had nothing else to rely on. We That's had true. nobody else to rely on. So we were the best at being doctors and engineers and midwives. And then the industry of hospitals came in, and a lot of that was taken away. Being a midwife is illegal um, in most states in the U.S. right now. So wow. that, that just shows you kind of what the business of hospital has done to this country in general. And so... I just realized being a doula was a career. I became a doula, and now I'm in the process of becoming a midwife because I figured as a doula you gain experience just being at the birth and supporting course, women and their yeah. families. Definitely. So mm-hmm. why, why, do you, why do you think the business of, of health care and hospitals, why do you think they're, they're so against, like, uh, the spiritual or the natural birth? Why do, they, why do you feel that they're so against that? I don't know. You think the said is listening? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> um, to be honest, it, it really does a lot of time come down to money. It's like what are you going to okay. benefit off of a people who's doing good or off of a people who's doing bad and just paying you to make them feel good? Wow. You know, and a lot Shit. of times, um, again, for instance, this itself, this was something that was centered within only the women in our communities and They learned this from each other. It was passed down from, you know, generations to generations. Nobody was really going to school to become a midwife, for instance. This is something that women practiced so much that they became geniuses at it and they became, you know, experts at it. And then 
you have the industries that are coming in that is most likely a male-dominated industry, the hospital industry. They came in and they were like, no, we could profit off of that. We could put it in a box. We can make people go to school for it. We can, you know, limit and regulate everything that they have to do to become it. So it kind of, you know, you know, it separates a community of who can do it and who can't do it. It's, it's politics. When you think about yeah. it, it's all about the money. That's true. So also, I see you seem to be an advocate for the the water birth. Can you, can you explain that and tell me why? Um. Well, yeah, I'm huge on when it comes to water birth. For me, I'm a I'm a child of Yemaya. She's the goddess of water and all bodies of water of the Yoruba tribe, which is an ancient okay. African spiritual practice. And for me, I just always found water to be very therapeutic, whether that is drinking it, whether that is when you're taking a shower, a bath. um, That is something that exists. It's called hydrotherapy. And I've known for for as many years as I've seen water birth, whether that was in person or via, via video, mothers just have always been more relaxed. And if you ever have heard stories of athletes who have gotten injured, a lot of times they train in water because exercising in water, you know, you don't have all that constant pressure on your body, on your, wow. you know, your bones or your your muscles aren't, like, hitting a pavement. And there's just, you know, there's just more power. I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's more strength in your body above, yeah. the, like, in the water, and you're not feeling too much of the pressure outside okay. being in gravity. So mothers just tend to have... Um, a calmer birth because of its therapeutic uh, ways. And also, when you think about having your skin dry versus having it moist, which one is more painful? Like what cracks is when it's dry. It's dry, So I've always, yeah, for me, scientifically speaking, I'm I'm like, so that means if a mom's vajay is underwater, wouldn't it be easier for it to kind of stretch out if it's already moist and, you know, water (laughs) is on it? Versus it being dry in the cold, open air. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I don't think you think they use any lubrication, right? There's just, there's nothing. You said lubrication. Like when you're in a hospital, there's no lubrication or anything. Mm. It's just whatever. Not not often, but they do. They do do that. They do kind of um, rub some kind of solution to help the mom stretch. But here's the thing, you don't need to do that. Like, that's what yeah. actually makes moms hair when they're pushing a baby out because they're rushing her to push the baby out and they're not allowing the cervix to actually, you know, spread open. They're not allowing her to kind of, the baby to kind of come down at its own time. So, uh-huh. yeah, water birth is the best option a lot of times. Um, but anything that's just not in a chaotic scene, like a lot of hospital births tend to be, then, you know, you got options is what I like to tell people. You got options. You should choose what's best for you because some people might do better in a hospital because they're just super anxious and they want everything prepared if an emergency happens. But some people are like, no, we're going to do this at home. That's true. So how, how, do, how do people, like you said, in the hood, people in the hood or people in our communities, <laughs> how do they have access to this information? As far as, well, like, how to hire a doula and all of that? Well, how to hire a doula, water, as far as water births. Because, you know, people usually just get pregnant. Um, 
they go to the doctor. The doctor t- gives them appointments maybe every month. They just go do the mm-hmm. sonogram, and then they just go to the hospital, and that's it. They don't even think about anything else, no other options. Well, my best advice would always be that, you know, in this generation, I feel we're, we're kind of bringing a new wave of change, and I feel that there is a huge shift happening in, in our world right now. In the dimension that we live in, I feel people are actually waking up and they're realizing that there's more to what they already exist in. There's more Definitely. options in life. There's, there's, more, there's a better way of living that you have um, a choice Definitely. to make. You know, and the more that we realize that there is knowledge and information out there for us, we'll realize that we have options and choices to make to live and make better decisions for our lives. So I would always tell people is like research, you know, research, educate yourself on what are your rights when you're giving birth, when you get pregnant. You have, there's a lot of times I hear women who have a doctor, the moment they get pregnant, they have a doctor, and they don't realize that they could actually change it if the doctor makes them feel uncomfortable or they're just not happy with what their doctor is pushing upon them. It doesn't matter if you live in the hood or if you live in freaking Chelsea up in the city. You have the option to switch doctors. You have the option to choose somebody that you're comfortable with that believes in the same things you do. And so for that same reason, I I recently created an app that allows women to search for medical providers and or birth support people throughout their whole life, whenever they, they need, whether it's a checkup at the OBGYN or with a midwife, because midwives do regular checkups that OBGYNs do. If you need a regular okay. pelvic exam or STD, you know, any of that stuff, midwives do that too. So if you want access to midwives, especially midwives and birth doulas of color, breastfeeding consultants, childbirth educators, I created an app that now pretty much is a directory of all these wow. birth workers and medical providers wow listed and my goal with this app is to have people listed from all over the world and we have some people from Ghana we have some people uh-huh. from um, the Bahamas Barbados some That's not great. people I'm sorry women we have yeah, women, women. <laughs> <laughs> these yeah. are all women who work in the in the women's health and maternity industry that now wow. we can just download an app and find them whether we're in if you're visiting to the Bahamas now you can actually find a doula or a midwife that's in the Bahamas so if something happens to you, yeah, isn't that right. so dope? It's going to get bigger, and we're going to bring it more, like, on a global scale. But okay. this is definitely something I feel people now in the hood can look for. Yeah, for it's very important, yeah. Yeah, imagine I'll, being, like, a, a 16-year-old girl who wants to get a checkup, but you're afraid to tell everybody in the world. Now you could download an app and actually get contact to a doctor that looks yeah, like that's you. True. <laughs> Especially, I, I definitely know, especially if a woman is not married, how doctors and, you know, the hospitals can make you you feel, you just go for a checkup, but, you know, they ask so many personal questions and kind of make you feel bad about being pregnant. So having a, a doula or a midwife, I'm sure, would make, like you said, a 16-year-old woman, you know, feel more comfortable expressing herself. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I've been so shocked to to find how many different doulas and midwives are even here, like in the East Coast, New York, and, you know, specifically, to find that there were so many midwives and doulas within the nation of Islam here in in Harlem and in Brooklyn. And I was like, 
wow, where have you ladies been? Like, how come it's not yeah. easy to access you if we want your services? You know, if we want, if, if I'm Muslim and I want to go see somebody that's Muslim, why isn't that available on Google search? Why do I Definitely. only get all the top yeah. doctors, you know, in, in one hospital in the city? That shouldn't be yeah. the case for us. We should know that we have options to find our, our brothers and sisters if we want to sure. directly work with them or with anybody else. Of course. Yeah. And this great work that you're doing is very important, I'm sure. It's, like you said, it's going to get bigger and better. I'm sure more women are going to be reaching out to you and giving you more information to add to your app. And uh, that's just great. Congratulations on that. And it's great work that you're Thank doing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So back, I just want to, back to, like, the spirituality aspect of your life, like, I, is it, do you think, like, it affects, like, your personal life? Do you think that are you more aware when you're speaking to people that you could kind of feel, you know, when people are being genuine with you, you could feel, like, their spirit, their connection? Are you, are you more aware of that, or are you just kind of not into that all the time? Oh, no, no, no. I'm always aware, but I consider myself to be a spiritual being. Like, I just, I feel you before you even come and talk to me. I feel people's energy. Uh, What can I equate that to? Honestly, it's perhaps because I want to have that ability. And since I was younger, I've always felt things very deep. And I've always felt somebody's hurt if they were hurt and they were standing next to me. You know, it's just something I'm very much in tune with, with nature and with the universe. I like to be. I want to be. I want Maybe because I'm a know-it-all. I just want to be because <laughs> I want to know what's happening. You know, I, I take care of my body and I meditate. I take care of my body as far as eating right. I'm a vegan. I like to make sure that my, you know, my pineal gland is decalcified so I can actually be aware of my surroundings and, and my, my the world that I'm in, whether that is a, a different spiritual realm or this dimension right here, but, I mean, when it comes to just meeting people in general, a lot of times I have people who want to inquire to do business with me, and they're like, oh, can we have this Google chat and let's talk over text? First of all, don't text me. If this is about to be business (laughs) or you're trying to be my lover, you're not texting me. Me and you have to have an in-person conversation because I need to feel your energy. I need to feel your vibes and all of that. Actually, scientists just – they actually just shared an article that scientists have proven that people can feel other people's energies. Like that's actually wow. a real thing. You can actually feel somebody else's heart and what the, what the vibration or the energy of the person's heart is feeling. But wow. obviously that takes work. I'm sure you have to be in tune or you have to want to feel that energy in order to of allow course. it to, to actually penetrate you. Yeah. But that's, that's like my, my struggle with, like do you, do you really want to know? Like certain things, like let's say, like you, like you said, you could be doing business with someone shady. Like, do you really want to know everything? Like, do you, like certain things is kind of better left unknown. I, in my opinion, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, in that sense, first of all, if I'm doing business with you, I want to know if you if you okay, shady well, or not. Because you know, yeah. in the well, okay, history not, of not Selena Kinsella. <laughs> let's you say know, a personal relationship. Know. A personal relationship. Let's say, you know, you're you're on uh like East New York and a guy's trying mm-hmm. to talk to you. Like aren't you like you're not too much into your head that you can't really enjoy the conversation or you're or well, you're able to be 
No, no, no. I'm definitely able to still be present. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It's not something that I'm like, I'm going to sit down next to you and I'm going to just smell you out and then yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving. No, because yeah. a lot of times people come into a situation guarded. That's just the world okay. that we live in. We, we, we happen to be very guarded human beings at this time. We don't really trust people. Oh, I'm going to speak for our, our culture here in the U.S. We're very guarded. We're very, like, stay back and to, like, and understand what you're coming with and who you especially are. Especially in New York. Then I'll especially open in New York. Up, especially in New York, you know? And <clears throat> I'm not going to sit there and just, like, be all up in my head trying to figure out whether this person is doing harm to me or good to me. No, you're open. You're, you're open and you're trusting from the get because that's what you want to invite in. Now, Definitely. if okay. you're already expecting somebody to do you wrong and mistrust, and you know, make you lose trust in them, then that's what you're going to invite. That's kind of like manifesting that type of energy into your life. So I don't sit on it and, like, you know, be too, like, hyper-conscious about it, but I know that if I have a red flag that hits me in the side of my face, like, wait, this person just disrespected me. I'm not going to let it slide. Hold on. Or this person isn't making me feel comfortable, then clearly spirit is saying something, and I should ignore it. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So I, I, I just find that it's interesting because, you know, a lot of young people, especially young women, are, you know, they're not so in tune with, with the spiritual aspect of our lives. Of course, we are, we're all spirit beings, but we're not always as aware. Like you said, you want to keep your pineal gland uh, clear and, and, mm-hmm. and aware. What, like, how, how does one do that? How does... How do, how do you start that journey? Let's say if I, I'm, now I want to start that journey, how do I begin? I would tell you that the easiest way to become in tune with oneself is to literally take 20 to 30 minutes a day and sit in complete silence. Okay. When I say complete silence, I mean you shouldn't be able to hear anything. And don't get me wrong, after 20 minutes, you won't hear anything because you'll be so deep into just being still, not running through different thoughts in your mind, not running through what you did yesterday or some memory or, you know, what you have to do later, but literally find a happy place, as cliche and funny as that sounds. Find a happy place and sit there and be there, whether that is in a different part of the world or that is maybe with somebody that you've lost before, but just sit in silence and listen to your yourself breathe and just be out of this world for a second and I'll give you my cheat sheet Um, when I meditate a lot of times whatever I'm thinking I have to literally push it out with one thought and my thought is literally just like a replay of a vision of me sitting in a beach and a man um, you know my lover he reaches out to me and he smiles and he picks me up because we're about to get in the water and swim like, that's wow. literally my go-to. It's literally just like a 10-second vision that just replays over and over, and it brings me so much happiness, stillness, and just harmony because I know that one day I would see that vision come to fruition, yeah. but that you would always be the moment. There. Yeah, like you literally put yourself there. That is your happy place. And you allow yourself to almost find yourself in a different dimension, and that gains you some kind of power of your spirit and your soul that a lot of times we're afraid to even reach because we want to be in control. And that's, it's not always a good thing because we're only living in this body right now. We don't know where we're going after this. That's true. Definitely. 
definitely. Thank you. You just have to make the choice to be positive or negative. That's up to you. (laughs) Of course. You're right. Of course. And have you heard stories of people having meditating but having negative thoughts in meditation? Yeah, of course. I mean, I myself, I've done yoga before, and I'm sitting in the yoga classes good. I'm in my happy place, and all of a sudden, I I think about, oh, snap, I have to go home or I have to go to this place, and it's a terrible Uh, situation that I'm about to walk into. But then, again, you come back to that thought, like, nah, man, this is my moment. You know, because it really helps you um, with your mental health. It really helps you. A lot of times also being more in tune with yourself does have have a lot to do with the food that you eat. The foods that we eat alter our state of mind, and it alters our health. So you just put that two and two together and yeah. figure if what you're eating is making you better or worse, both mentally and physically. Wow. Yeah, absolutely right. It's a lot. we got a lot of work to do. Well, I know I do. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. And we all start I, somewhere, I, let me tell you. Yeah, and I, I appreciate your insights. Um so how can people, you know, get more involved with the app and get more information on you? And uh... yeah, yeah, totally. So um, everybody, if they want, they can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is Why the Garcia. So that's Y T H E G A R C I A. Why the Garcia. And my app name is is available for download on Apple and Google Play Store right now. The name of the app is EBOP. It's I-B-I-O-P. Actually, okay. now that I'm on here, just to invite everybody, you are located in the Bronx, right? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. Through. We're going to have a launch party this September 29th at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. up in Harlem at the Raw Space Art Gallery. Okay. So I, and it's a free entry. We're going to have happy hour cocktails, um, specials, and we're going to have, like, elders, vendors, and networking. So everybody who has a business or wants to start a business and wants to just meet people doing business, make sure you bring your business card and your info. And wow. if you guys want also my website, you could just go to my website. It's whythegarcia.com. Okay. And that's it. Uh, so much fun. Thank you for your information. Thank you for your insight. Uh, and good luck with everything, and I'll see you on the 29th. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. Yes, come through, bring your friends, bring anybody you know who's pregnant, and your business card. Definitely, I will. All right, have a good night. Thank you so much. You too. Blessings. Thank you. There you have it, guys. That's my interview with Yasmin Teresa Garcia. Like I said, I told you she was cool, a lot of great information, a lot of cool information. Her passion is contagious. Um, Very, very great spirit. A lot of knowledge dropped, um, especially some things I need to take away and try for myself, some things I need to take a look at. Um, Very interesting. A lot of information that people, you know, um, don't take advantage of. A lot of people don't do the research when they are pregnant or a lot of different health situations or medical situations that we just don't consider and we don't think about uh, various options of dealing with it. And um, that's why I felt she was important to have on the show. Also, I want the show to be people of various passions. Um, usually we, we listen to podcasts about people who's doing like the popular things like rapping or singing or acting and things of that nature. But there's a lot of people who have passions in other areas that we don't even take a look at. 
um, there's people who have passions in, in, in making gardens in in this around the city, um, and I want to interview people like that. There's people who have passions or, or on preaching. A lot of people who have passions on on you know uh, writing <laughs> writing sentences on, on subway trains. You know diff, different different things, different passions. And I just want to. That's why I named the show "I Hate Average Podcast," where we want to talk about topics that are not normally discussed. Just people who are, you know, have various passions on, and I want to discuss and dissect how they uh, came to have that passion and, and why they're doing, working on various projects. And um, she definitely uh, epitomized that that type of guest, and she epitomized that uh, a different type of passion. You, you know, we don't see people who are that passionate about pregnant women. And uh, I don't. She didn't even discuss about being passionate about her own pregnancy. She just she has a passion of, on helping women and, and giving women knowledge and helping them, you know, reach their potential and, and see different various options on uh, their their health situation. And I think it's cool. Um, and that's what I want to bring to the table. That's the type of guests I want to. So if you have other people who have interesting uh, passions. Um, out of the norm, then uh, of course you can email me, and then I'll try to have them on the show. The email is show at averagej.com. Once again, the email is show at averagej.com. And um, even if you have uh, more questions that you you know you want to reach out to this various this uh, particular guest, then um, sure to reach out to us via email or any past guests. You could reach out to us via email. Um, or if you have any comments or, or questions or, or anything you want to say to us, you can reach out to us via email. Of course, continue to rate and review. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes um, just to help the algorithm out, push us up there. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, also, you know, shout us out. Tell your friends. Tell other friends. Tell family members this. You know, check out this podcast. It's a little different. We talk about different uh, subjects, sometimes humorous, sometimes serious, sometimes uh, a little bit of both, sometimes political. Just uh, it's, it's just uh, different, something that I want to have discussions that are not normally talked about on other podcasts or other uh, media outlets. So I hate average podcasts. That's the uh, outlet for that. So definitely check us out. Check us out on all our social media. I hate average J A Y. I changed my Instagram so the Instagram now is just I hate average podcast. Just the way it's uh, way I said is the way it's written on Instagram. I hate average podcast. Follow us on Snapchat and Twitter. It's I hate average J A Y. Um, and thank you guys for continuing listening. Thank you guys for the support. And once again, thanks again to Yasmin Garcia. Great episode, great information, and uh, I'll see you at the uh, launch event. Talk to you guys next week.